Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Sean J. Willemax on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80 and the ESPN app and ESPNU and on your smart speakers and you can download the podcast. Click more on the lower right-hand corner of the app, by the way. Scroll down to live radio and we are portable with you wherever you go. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. You can give us a call on the Dr. Pepper call-in line, too. We've been asking all morning. Tom Brady, still a top-10 quarterback. He's in sole possession of first place in the, what's the worst division in football. Dak Prescott, Bart Scott says, Dak Prescott yesterday morning on Get Up is not a top 10 quarterback. Where are you on all that? 888-SAY-ESPN-729-3776. And in 10 minutes, you can win on this show $2,500. Every single hour until December 7th, we are giving away. We're on five days a week, four hours a day. And every hour of the show until December 7th, we're giving away $2,500. It's 10 k a day giveaway. When you hear the word of the day at 10 past the hour, Text that word to 777-000-777-000 and enter for your chance to win. Good morning, guys. How you doing there, sir? What's up, baby? You come well, up for area? You yeah. just breathe? Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> Can I tell you what I was doing you know, yesterday? Before we even go there, uh-huh. you know we have a vet in the building. Who? James James, James Steele, our producer. James, James Steele, Steele you, you, you're a veteran, James? Yeah. Who's James? On the mic, yeah. yeah. I know. He, James. He, he's... Not in the control room, but no. he's oh, well, in the building. Thank you for your service, James. Thank you for your service, Happy Veterans James. Day to everybody. Though. And happy Veterans Day, James. I, I feel that. weird saying happy Veterans. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Yes. We need a yeah, better word for it than that. We thank Why? you on Veterans Yeah, day. we thank you on... Oh, that's a good one, Jay. We thank you on Veterans Day. Jay, you know what? You and I could make a little Hallmark money or something with this I one. Little, yeah. He's always thinking... Always right. talking. Come on an angle, yeah. That's right. He's always looking... You know how many touchdown passes I caught in the NFL, Key? None. This is all I got. <laughs> the hustle is all I got. The hustle. Ooh, man. Uh, speaking of the hustle, I was uh, laughing yesterday. I was on my way to our 3.30 call. You know, thinking to myself, because I watched the Nets and the Knicks play the other night where the Nets beat the Knicks almost by 40. And I was just like, oh, my goodness, it's happening. Every New York team is good, but the Knicks. That's I think every New York team is good, sport. but the Knicks in every sport. Is or, the, or, or the Nets good, or do they play the Knicks? I, but I, so regardless of whether they're being good long-term or not, I mean, got the Kyrie Irving situation on, wait, before, going on. Before we even start, because I don't know any – like, okay, I got the NHL standings sure, up right yeah. now, okay? Let's count the Devils, Tri-State, you know, definitely. Oh, okay. okay. Devils are 14 – sorry, they're 11-3. and three. The Islanders are 9-6. and six. The Rangers are 7-5. and five. That's all good. All three hockey teams are good. Let's start with the NHL, Jay, okay? Now let's look <laughs> at the NBA. The Nets – are they three and two or four and two now under Ham? Under the oh, under, sorry, under, Ham. Under, Ham is out there. Oh, yeah, yeah, under sorry, sorry. Jacques Vaughn. Jacques Vaughn. Sorry, sorry. Three and two under So, so so far, new interim coach, they're good. They got a winning record? 
or new coach because it's not interim anymore. Actually, three and one, lost to the Mavs. So, the Nets are kind of good again. They're not great, but they're they've righted the ship. What are they getting there? Yankees just went to the ALCS. Mets went to the postseason. But, but, but before before we say that the Nets are getting there, it's the fact that the Nets have gone through the Kyrie Irving situation. Ben Simmons, it feels like he's allergic to the rim, can't find it. All the rotations firing Steve Nash, Emi Yodoka, the issues with Joe Sy and the NBA stepping in for all this stuff, and they still smacked the Knicks by 40. By 40? By close to 40. Knicks are 5 and 6. And Nets are 5 and 7, but they had that bad start. They just whooped up on the Knicks. The, do you know how bad it is for the Knicks, guys? Let's say that the ideal candidate took over to run the show. Let Dolan sold the team. It's the greatest owner in sports who owns the team now. They hired the best GM ever in the in – the, they, they had Jerry West in his prime comes to – as a GM, comes to GM the team, okay? They did everything right, Jay, and drafted first overall and got Wembayama. How many years before they could win a championship at the earliest between now and championship? Let's say everything went perfect, storybook, fairy tale. You're talking minimum – Three, four years? They'll screw it up. Well, that, But it's not all going to go perfect. I, mean, I heard rumors that they're talking about trying to make a trade for Anthony Davis. I'm like, wait, what? You want Anthony Davis on that team with Tibbs? Like, he'll play two games. That'll be it. Like, I, I or, or maybe Tibbs actually might be good for him. Or maybe Tibbs you th- you is think he, be on his way out. Yeah. No, they've extended you, him. You yeah, think but it's Anthony, not an extension that they can't get out from underneath. Do you think Anthony Davis would be good for the Knicks? Yes, I do. No, Jay, but I'm just I, – no, I, I, I yes, don't. He, I do. Take, yes, I do think he would do Because he's very been drilled, well. but I think he would – like, follow this logic for a second. If he came to New York, right, and he wants to go someplace to amplify his brand to be a billionaire and everything, goes to the Lakers, told Boston he doesn't want to – if he goes to New York, knowing the expectations, he's coming, oh, Anthony Davis, and knowing the kind of coach he has to play for, it would – he would either sink or swim. Like, it would either break him, as you say – or it would make him because he'd have to get in the kind of shape, you know, physically put on some muscle to withstand it. But I know that there's a dire need to have a superstar here, but, like, it doesn't mean that you have to bring in any superstar you reach from a in. trade. Like, that's a reach for me reach. with AD. Like, you want a superstar that's going to be viable, it's going to be sustainable. Like, I say guys like like if John ja Morant if they ever had an opportunity to get John ja Morant, that is a New York dude. That's Like, Donovan Mitchell, they missed the boat on that. That's a New York dude. Regardless you, of whether he was superstar yeah. or not, like he, he dropped what thirty eight on the Knicks when he played. Look, Cleveland's one of the best teams, top two teams in the East. The issue with the Knicks is they have to stop going all in for guys who could be the second best player on a championship team. You you have to first draft and develop a guy or sign a guy in free agency if he becomes available, who could be the alpha on a championship team. They haven't had that since Patrick Ewing. They havenven't had it. Carmelo, kind of, sorta. It's That's it. That's their history in my lifetime. I mean, I like R.J. Barrett. You extended him. I do like the Jalen Brunson move. I'm not sure Julius Randle's a long-term piece. You have some – like, you, you got to – Well, they got to – what they got to do is they got to do what the Jets and the Giants have done. They've got to hire the right people in place and get out of the way. And I know everybody in New York wants to blame Dolan. Oh, Dolan, he's in the way. He's meddling. He did this. He did that. But you got to hire the right people. If you hire the right people so, to get him, I know, I understand that. You don't think Leon Rose is the right guy? I mean, do you? I don't know Leon Rose. Do you think it certainly mm-hmm. sounds like, to me, he's not based on the action. complaining. I know, I know Wes, but it certainly feels that with the complaining of the Nick fan base and the people in New York that he's not the right guy. I just feel like if he doesn't, if you don't have progress this year, just, even if you do have some signs on RJ, like I, I think like that's you a brought in, you brought in a coach that, in Tibbs, okay, so what is he? 
Oh, he's aggressive. He wears down the players. He's going to get him in shape. He's going to. But is that really what you need? You're he's trying to. He's going to wear him down to a nub by the playoffs, yeah, like, even if they what, make the playoffs. What, do you really want that, guys? I, I want to go back to the. But to what the, I was going to say about the, the the Jets and the Giants, Max, is they went out and they hired Joe Douglas to Jets. So they got that right. And they said he's going to pick the right players. He's going to build the right way. Shane for the and first Dable. Time, for the first time in a long time. Same thing with the Giants. They went out and got Shane, who then brought in Dable. And they said, okay, we have a certain philosophy. We're not going to extend. We're not picking up fifth-year options on these two guys. We're going to see what they are. We'd rather take our chance and have to pay more money than be stuck with guys that can't play. And That's we right, pay but I, I want to go back to the to the Knicks fans and their patience. This is the most loyal fan base. They're mad at me because I jumped ship. But it's I'm, I'm, I'm what ship are you on now? Uh, hold on, I was. I he was, doesn't know. Yeah. I, oh yeah, Lakers. No, no, I'm you're going not. down with the ship. Yeah, I am. I'm the mayor of Lakersville, Key. Oh Kiana. God, stop! I'll allow you to be a citizen. Now listen, the Knicks. I'm I'm going to be 50 in August. Next August, I've not been alive for a Knicks championship. And what I'm saying is, after this debacle, Jay, you bring up a great question. Everyone in New York is good except for the Knicks. All the teams in every sport, even if they did everything right like you're saying, Key, they wouldn't win a championship if all the stars aligned for another three, four years. But they're not all going to align just perfectly. As a Knicks fan, what you feel like is they're never going to win another championship. That's what it feels like. So why couldn't they do what the Lakers did? That's a great. We were, in di- my, we were in dire need, and then all of a sudden we pulled off the LeBron deal. Because we the Knicks are not traded, the Lakers. And then we went and traded for Anthony Davis, and we put some scraps around him, and we won a championship. When I was a kid, I used to see Why the Lakers. The do that? When I was a kid, I see the Lakers make one move after another, and I used to ask all the time, and eventually on New York Radio, on the Max Kellerman Show back in the day on 1050 on ESPN, I used to ask, wait a minute. The Lakers are doing this. Why can't the Knicks ever do that? They're, they are the clown franchise. The Lakers are the number one brand. They get Kareem. They get Shaq. They draft Magic. They trade for – LeBron wants to go there. They trade for AD. That's the Lakers. That's why they're number one. And the Knicks are just sorry. they got to hire sorry. the right people to pull the moves oh, off. All yep. I will say is the Knicks have a, an accumulation of a lot of picks, man. A lot of picks. So, Got to I mean, have the I, right person making those picks. I, I hear you, but they have, they have a lot of picks that they can utilize. So depending upon all the picks that they can utilize, like they, they will have to swing heavy this upcoming season. Depending what this draft, if Scotty Henderson, Victor Wimbanyama, we'll see. But utilizing those picks for Mega Superstar, if you pass on a guy like Donovan Mitchell, Mitchell you better have something in your back pocket that's a massive play. By the way, the Knicks, are they going to get Wimbanyama? Like, you know, already, even if they had the best odds to get him, someone else is going to get him. It's just uh, it's in the cards for them. Nah, they haven't a, gotten – they haven't the won the lottery the, since no, Patrick Ewing. It's, like it's like when I was at the pre-draft lottery, when I was draft lottery and Zion Williams is there, and everybody's like, oh, it's going to be the Knicks. And they no. just go like, uh They go through – they can't get the either of the super special guys because if you draft second, you get John Morant. They get R.J. Barrett. He's a nice player. Maybe they ought to give some money away, though, Max. Well, it is time for you to win $2,500. DJ and Max, take a giveaway. All right, here's the word of the hour. The word of the hour, which you need to text to 777-000-777-000 in order to enter for your chance to win $2,500, which we're giving away 10 k a day every day, $2,500 an hour to someone else every day until December 7th. The wor- so you have to text the following word. Pat, is it okay for me to say the word? 
Had a lot of fun this morning, different words. In hour number one and hour number two, we had different words. And now in hour number three, we're going to have a word. Yates, you ready? Word of the hour is mayor, since I am the mayor of Lakersville. M-A-Y-O-R, mayor. Just because you say it, yeah. <laughs> they don't even know Max in Lakerville. They're like, who, who is this guy? Don't, don't, don't have, se- don't have people was, from 710 Max, start to call in. Max, you were like the most excited little kid. because I am the maker am of the Lakersville. <laughs> smile I, was insane. I call Superman. Like, we're choosing up Superman. <laughs> <laughs> they put Max at the top, in the back, all the way at the top at the stadium, in the back, the all the way in the top last seat at the corner. I'm a Laker guy. That's you right. Ain't no Laker. Man, I was born in L. I was born on the corner of Fernando Valenzuela Boulevard and Magic Johnson Way. All right. It would be Chick Hearn. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) It's Figueroa. Jay, do you have something to say, or is this me? It couldn't be me. I just assumed this was Jay. For some reason, I saw this on my screen. I thought it was Jay. Okay, I'll read it. Worried about hair loss? Bosley, America's number one hair restoration experts, have you covered. Text WIN to 203-203 and get all you need to know to keep and grow your hair. In my mind, I'm like, what am I even at the break point at? What the? Oh, God. Hit him in it. I'm not going to lie. That was well played on your part, Max. Hey, well played on your da- part. I, don't, I have no idea what you're talking about. Daily Wager, Joe Fortenbaugh joins the show. Good morning, Joe. Gentlemen, always a pleasure. How are we this morning? We are doing well. We're, are you ready to play uh, real or not underdogs who will win this week? Otherwise, I woke up at 445 for some other reason, and uh, I can't figure out at the current moment what that is. So, yeah, I'm ready to fire away. Although I realize as I make that joke, I'm talking to three guys in morning radio who are probably up well before that. Hey, uh, Pat. What Costello, show is Joe on? You host this thing. Yeah. Come hey, on Pat, in. what show is Joe on? He's, I just a, want... he's on this excellent show called Daily Wager. You okay. should always check it out. Joe, yeah. I love I can't even tell you how much I love the show. <laughs> yeah. By the way, hey, we all know Pat. Speaking of Daily Wager, someone who wins – the word of the the winning word this hour could win twenty five hundred bucks and and you listen to Joe Fortenball you may be able to parlay that into a fortune. All right, come on. All right, real or not real, underdogs who will win this week? Houston plus four and a half at the Giants. Oh. Key, real or not real, Houston wins. No, Houston doesn't beat the Giants. And Houston's a tough, scrappy team. Davis Mills and company, and they'll get Brandon Cooks back. He was out of the lineup. For whatever reasons, but he's feeling good. He's frustrated, though, that that team is not very good. But look, the Giants are at home. They need to stay within that race in the NFC East. I think that they continue to get a W at home. Look, coming off that loss to the Seattle Seahawks, I I think that Brian Dable and company feel there's a sense of urgency. And these are the type of games that help you stay in the hunt for a team like this. And that's the kind of mentality that Brian and company have, right? So you have to defend your home. You have to win this game. The Giants are at home coming off a bye. So I think well, they're going to win. Coming off a bye and a loss. Yeah, I think they're going to That's right. I think they're going to win. But the Giants aren't that good. They're good. In, it's, they're, they're a version of the Vikings or the Seahawks, but not as talented, meaning they squeak by teams. So I think they'll win. I don't know if they're going to cover the four and a half, but I think they're going to win the game. Big red flag here. Big red flag. This game opened Giants 6. It's down to 4.5, so early money came in on Houston. It's hard for me to want to get behind Houston because every time I see them, it's 
they, they're capable of getting hit in the mouth and then just pummeled over the course of four quarters. Absolutely pummeled. Here come the Giants. It's an interesting point you bring up, Jay, about the bye week. They, they come off the bye after that loss. They had played three road games in four weeks, so you think to yourself, that should be good for them. But they were also cooking. Like, they were one of the hottest teams in the NFL, and then they go away. Are they going to lose some of that mojo? I, I, it's not the, the most elite of handicapping um, analyses right there, but I, to watch that line go from six to four and a half is a big red flag for me. Playing real or not real underdogs who will win this week. Seattle are two and a half point underdogs at Tampa Bay, but this game is in Munich. Key real or not real, Seattle beats Tampa Bay. I think Seattle beats Tampa Bay in this situation at two and a half, plus two and a half, even though, like you said, this game is overseas. Seattle has something going for them right now with Geno Smith, and Tampa Bay is still trying to find their mojo. They went and played and beat up on a Rams team that, you know, quite frankly is not very good this year. Tom, it took Tom Brady at the end, to the end of that game to go on a drive to score to get that victory. I don't see where they beat Seattle at all. So you're saying Seattle's going to cover? Yeah. Uh, th- this one, I, I, I don't know, Joe. I mean, I know the game's in Munich, but it does feel like with that last-minute drive, you feel like Tom Brady has found something. Now, that doesn't help with their O-line, doesn't help with the offense still not looking as smooth. And I know Seattle's playing well, but th- – I kind of feel like this is a game that I, I think Tom Brady and company will win. I, I think I'll take the Bucks. I, I'm taking Seattle. I just want to point out one thing. I hear what you're saying, Jay. I just think the Seattle's playing well. They're a good team. It may be a little much, a little soon for Tampa, even though I think they're headed in the right direction. Joe, the crazy thing is Tampa could lose this game, go to 4-6 and six on the year, and be in a tie for first place in their division. Yeah, still in the driver's seat with the way <laughs> things are going in, in that division. Seat, right. Okay, I Joe. would – I'd be looking at this one. I, I like Seattle as well to win. I'll take the points. It opened three. It's down to two and a half. So we've seen some money on Seattle. I'm trying to figure out why Tampa Bay is laying points on a neutral field against a team that's top five in scoring in the NFL. Now, if this were September, fine. Those stats could be skewed. It's almost Thanksgiving. Seattle's legit. They're fourth in the NFL in scoring, fourth in yards per play. The defense is slowly but surely getting better each and every week. Kenneth Walker has been a huge addition to that offense as he's come on in his rookie season, running the football, opening the field for Geno Smith. If the Rams don't melt down at the end of that game, Tampa Bay has lost six of seven. And because it's Brady and because of what we've seen in years past with the Bucs, we still assume they're good. They're not good. We've watched enough games. They're not good, especially on the offensive side. I'll take Seattle here. I hope from now on, Key just listens to me. I told him before the season, man, Geno Smith, <laughs> he's going to be good. They're going to be this, just like with Russell Wilson. Real or not real, Minnesota three and a well, half. First of all, that wasn't real. <laughs> yeah, that was point. that was not real. Key told that to me. Fine, I admit it. Go ahead. Minnesota three and a half point underdogs at Buffalo. Key, real or not real, Minnesota wins this week. I, I think Minnesota wins. They cover. It feels and sounds like Josh Allen's going to be on the sideline. With him accounting for ninety, about ninety percent of their offense, that's a. I mean, that's all the offense gone if he's on the sideline. In Case Keenum, yes. He's more than capable of being a backup quarterback and maybe squeaking out a game or two. But he's going up against the Minnesota Vikings, which is right now sitting at 7-1 and one at the top of their division. I like what Minnesota's doing on the defensive side of the ball. They've been creating turnovers, causing havoc back there and doing things in the secondary that I believe they could take Stephon Diggs away. And let's see what Davis does. I don't like Case Keenum in this situation against Minnesota. I like the Vikes. Last year we were talking about Baker Mayfield and Case Keenum are the same thing, right? And then we saw a little bit of the drop-off. I just 
when you think about the fact that Josh Allen accounts for 82% of the Bills' offense, that's a massive loss. And this is a must-win game for Minnesota. Everybody questions their wins because it being in single digits and it not looking as dominant as the talent on the roster should look. I think I think the Vikings cover. Yeah, they might. I, I like the Vikings to win, maybe cover. I think the issue is the backup quarterback, and the Vikings are very talented. I think the Vikings, you know, not by record, but by play, are slightly underachieving. By record, overachieving. By play, underachieving. Go ahead, Joe. So here's my prediction for this game. This is just a prediction. It's not based on sources or anything like that. I, I Josh Allen ruled out for the game. Case Keenum going to start. Line has already moved from like nine and a half down to three and a half. I think it could go to three. It could go further than that, perhaps, if uh, Keenan ends up getting the start. And then Buffalo wins the game outright. We've seen this before with Minnesota. We saw it last year with the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas was going up to Minnesota. Prescott was ruled out. Everybody dogpiled on Minnesota because it's Minnesota. How could you possibly lose to a backup quarterback? And then Dallas smacked him around. This, this Minnesota team has been flirting with the edge all season long. They're 6-0 and in one-score games. There is no way you are going to continue to get that kind of good fortune at the end of these games where your opponents, guys like Taylor Heineke, find ways to throw games away. Minnesota has found a way to close them out. I'll give them credit. But at some point, they're going to get caught. And this weekend feels like the weekend where they're going to go in a little too arrogant if Josh Allen's ruled out. And then nobody's going to circle the wagon like the Buffalo Bills. And Buffalo gets it done with Case Keenum. All right, a couple more quick ones here, fellas. Real or not real, Key, Green Bay plus five versus Dallas home dog. Real or not real, Green Bay wins. No, Green Bay doesn't win. I'm taking the Dallas Cowboys in this situation. My top 10 quarterback at Dak Prescott goes into Green Bay, redeems himself of that playoff loss to the Green Bay Packers. I think Dallas wins. He shows Max Kellerman and Jay that he belongs in the top 10 for sure. Yeah, yeah, in the top yeah. 10. I want to say that Dallas wins easily, but something about this game just feels like there's a part of me that is waiting for the bottom to fall out for the Cowboys. And it kind of has that same feeling with the Bills without Josh Allen at home against the Vikings. Like, this could be a trap game for Dallas. I, I think Green Bay may cover. Uh, the difference with the different feeling you get about Dallas this year is Micah Parsons. Like, I, Micah Parsons is just different. And he's, he's the best, he might be the best player in football. And I, I like Dallas to win the game. I don't know about coverage, Jay. You're right. But I like him to win the game. Yeah, the cover's suspicious here. This game yes. opened six. It got down to four and a half. There's been money on Green Bay. I cannot figure out why. The offense has been terrible. The run defense stinks in this situation. Dallas is off a bye and should handle their business. I don't know. A low total, 42-43. Maybe De- Green Bay finds its way through the back door here. That is Joe Fortenball, ladies and gentlemen. The great Joe Fortenball Joe. from a tremendous show by the name of Pat Costello. Daily Wager. Correct. He never misses an episode. Thanks, Joe. All right, Joe. Kellerman, I owe you one. Yep. You called um, Beeble last week by decision. He yes. won exactly by decision. That was a nice little hit for me. Oh, so I owe you one. Thank, Thank you very you. much. Thank, Thank you. you. But Joe, seen, Joe knew Beeble you know, was going to win I by know decision. I've seen boxing back then with Muhammad Ali. <laughs> Joe, Joe knew Beeble was going to win <laughs> by decision. I appreciate the props. Tune in to a football doubleheader Sunday as the Chiefs host the Jags, followed by cards at Rams. Coverage begins at noon Eastern on select ESPN radio stations. Pound for pound, huh, Max? Yeah, pound for pound. Out of the pound, no, it's pulling. Pound for pound. LeBron James Uh-oh. came to the defense of Kyrie Irving. Is it too little, too late? That's after Jay has this from Vivid Seats. Okay, I think that would be Joseph who has it from Vivid Seats, but here you go, Jay. Who's Joseph? Ha-ha! It's 11-11, and Vivid Seats is making wishes come true. 
Our favorite ticket app is giving away $5,000 in free tickets today only to celebrate that when you buy 10 tickets. You can get your 11th free thanks to Vivid Seats Rewards. Head over to Vivid Seats Twitter account at twitter.com slash Vivid Seats for your chance to win. They're picking up a winner. They're picking a winner at 11, 11 p.m. tonight. So don't delay. Age and eligibility restrictions apply. Visit VividSeats.com slash rewards for reward program terms and conditions. Listen to Keyshawn J. Will and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the more tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap live radio. ESPN radio everywhere you are. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. Website. Hey, LeBron James on Twitter, guys. Ready for this? Is it the, well, first of all, is it really LeBron? Yes. I just want to make sure because I know that the whole Twitter thing is happening. Yeah, yeah. All right. A lot of blue checks out there, you know? Yeah. Here's the quote. I told you guys that I don't believe in sharing hurtful information, and I'll continue to be that way. But... LeBron apologized, and she, he should be able to play. That's what I think. But Kyrie apologized. Sorry, Kyrie. I said Kyrie. LeBron's talking about Kyrie, obviously. Kyrie apologized, and he should be able to play. That's what I think. It's that simple. Help him learn, but he should be playing. What he's asked to do to get back on the floor I think is excessive, IMO. He's not the person that's being portrayed of him. Anyways, back to my rehab session. And, guys, I said this already, 
And I think we all kind of said it. Yeah. But, like, listen, he uh, I'm Jewish. He said what he said and that, or, or retweeted what he retweeted. And then he whatever he said at press conference, whatever he said behind closed doors, whatever, those are words. Sometimes people don't articulate their positions perfectly. But he, in a printed statement, right, on social media, he released a statement that stated, because really when people do something like, oh, you retweeted something, it's anti-Semitic, it's racist, whatever it is, you say, but where are you coming from? Did you do that intentionally to try to go at somebody, or where are you coming from? And what Kyrie clearly stated is, this is where I'm coming from. I don't hate anybody. I apologize to Jewish people I offended. That was not my intention. He's basically amplifying something that was pro-black, and there was some collateral damage. He hadn't thought that part through. I am Jewish. I accept his apology. It's time to turn the page. But, but Max, I don't – at least the conversations I've seen that have been had off this, it's not so much about Kyrie. It's more so about LeBron. And it's about LeBron's responsibility within the black community to back people like Kyrie because of his relationship with Kyrie. And he knows Kyrie's true heart. My thing is, look, the timing will never be on, on people's, you know, what people want it to be because people want him to do this sooner. But my thing, I'd rather have somebody come to the party than not come at all, right? So I think for him speaking to Kyrie's character overall and about as it relates to it being excessive about what he needs to do to be reinstated, I'm glad he said something about that because I think a lot of people have been speaking up about that, that it seems a little bit overboard, especially when Kyrie's had a conversation with the commissioner, Adam Silver, and Adam deemed after the conversation that he does not find Kyrie to be anti-Semitic. And and here's the quote. And by the way, that's precisely the danger, too, is even people of good intention, people of goodwill, if they start to feel like what you're asking Kyrie to do is excessive, there'll be backlash. It's the opposite of the reaction you want. You want greater understanding. Anyway, Adam Silver, here's the quote, Jay. He has, quote, no doubt that Brooklyn Nets star Kyrie Irving is not anti-Semitic. This is after the two had what the NBA commissioner called a, quote, direct and candid conversation earlier this week at the league's headquarters in New York. Silver was saying this, the NBA commissioner, to the New York Times. And that's, you know, I don't like playing gotcha, right? Like someone stepped in it, now we got him. The point is, where are people coming from? Kyrie has satisfied people like me who's seen his statement and now the NBA commissioner (laughs) that he's not coming from a place of hate. So, you know, it's time to move on. Can you get my point about LeBron, though? Yeah, oh, absolutely. I mean, absolutely. We've been saying this since basically since day one, and I know everybody looks at the the first apology different because he didn't say, I'm sorry. So people, you know, it it becomes word salad at that point to people. They they fall on deaf ears, even though he certainly, you know, said, I'm sorry. But I want to ask you this, Jay, and I'm just asking you this because I had a a long conversation with somebody that's deep in the NBA circle about this whole Josiah Brooklyn Nets long laundry list of things that he needed to do. They don't think he's going to do it because they haven't heard a peep from him, right? Is it, though, is it such that maybe Josiah, the Brooklyn Nets in their front office, want Kyrie to say, you know what, I'm done yes, with y'all. Yes, 1,000%. That's I'm, exactly I'm, what it I'm is, I'm done kid. with y'all. So now everything is like, see, you, you, we can't deal with this. And they don't trade him. They either make him sit, sit. and lose money, and then they could just he can go on about his business you know, at the end of the th- year. This is what corporations do, kid. You know, this is, how, this is around the corporate America for a very long time. Hey, we're not sure this person fits into the big scheme of what we're doing, so what we're going to do is we're going to add – 
nine or ten other things to his job responsibility, burn him out. Mm-hmm. Eventually, like, oh, he, he's not going to be out, he's not gonna be able death. to do it's all of it, and we're going to burn him out. He's hey, Jay, out. I know so, you want to talk about the LeBron of it all. You know, it does seem to me when people, when a group of people, in this case, even if it was Jewish people, and I'm Jewish, as I mentioned, when they get into that, like, social media mob mentality, right, people stop listening. And maybe LeBron didn't want to wade into it, first of all, because it wouldn't be very helpful, and secondly, because then he's caught in something, not of his making, right away when it's that hot. But if you wait a couple days, you wait a couple days, and then eventually you come in and say, when people have simmered down to the point where now they hear you, and then you say, look, guys, he has apologized. I don't think he's coming from a position of hate. The NBA commissioner has released this statement. Yeah. People are more receptive to hearing what LeBron says if he doesn't say it when it's white hot in well, the beginning. Well, any time you jump in something that's hot and you don't necessarily have all the information, you tend to get burned sometimes. Yeah. So if you sit back and you let it kind of simmer down and see the pulse of the room and the temperature of the room, now you can say, you know what? It's my opportunity and my time now because in the past, LeBron has jumped into something that was a little hot. And it's like, well, here he goes again. Well, now it's calm a little bit and everybody sees it and he knows what it is. And so now he can support the situation for Kyrie about what the New the, the, the Brooklyn Nets are doing to him. Yeah. yeah. I, I felt it, com- it's, it's, it's really deep. And I also look at the Kanye and Kyrie stuff very differently. Yeah, but see, and it's a but it's see, a deeper topic for he, a different much like me and Max are talking about that heat. He dropped that that tweet they when, at the same together, time, yeah, and people are using them together. Oh, I'm like, hold like, on now, yeah, yeah, yeah. you got people. Like, we're, I'm, these are two separate items now. Let's no discuss notice. Them I didn't accept Kanye West's apology as a Jew or, or whatever as, as as a Jewish person, but Kyrie, I accept the apology. You know, like, and it doesn't even have to get that deep. And by the way, I felt very comfortable commenting on it right away, even when it's hot. Because I am well, Jewish, and if and if other people have a problem with me, we can debate it. But you have to do it in Yiddish. I speak Yiddish. I feel very comfortable well, weighing in. And, and Key well, also Max, speaks. It, it is a very deep conversation. Abyssal, not abyssal. It is yeah, a very abyssal. deep yep. conversation within Just the black little, community, key, yep. though. I know other people will look at it as a surface topical, but in our community, it's a very big conversation because mm-hmm. a lot of people feel like there's a lack of support for how we looked at supporting each other throughout the years. Yep. Due to a lot of the dynamics of positions of power. I'm just mentioning that I think. LeBron actually did support, and the yeah, way he yeah, supported yeah, yeah. was smart because people are hearing him. If he wades right into it right away, no one's even going to listen. Agree. I'm just yeah. talking about unpacking yeah, yeah, both yeah. of these separate conversations. By, by the way, um, we're presented by Progressive Insurance. There's a huge game tonight, guys. I'll tell Ooh. you what that game is next. Keyshawn what? J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, ESPNU. Listen to Keyshawn J. Willemax live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap live radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 
Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Keyshawn, J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. We are joined by the great Jay Billis. I think you wanted me ESPN college oh, basketball analyst. Jay is on the ESPN call tonight at 6.30 p.m. for the Armed Forces Classic between Michigan State and Gonzaga. Tune into the Armed Forces Classic tonight as Michigan State takes on Gonzaga, presented by Disabled American Veterans. Coverage begins at 6 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the app. Morning, Jay. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? What's good, JB? So talk to me about Gonzaga playing MSU in the Armed Forces Classic. The Zags, um, what are your expectations for them this year? Are they going to get it done finally? Well, they're good enough to, Jay Will. Um, you know, this Armed Forces Classic, uh, it's been 11 years since we were on a, an aircraft carrier. And the last time was 11-11-11, uh, uh, oddly enough, on Veterans Day and when North Carolina played Michigan State on the USS Carl Vinson. And you know, it's funny, I don't really remember the game so much. Like, I know I remember North Carolina winning, but I usually remember specific times in the games and uh, plays, but it was the setting and the meaning of the event that was so uh, lasting. And I think this will be very much the same. But, uh, and it, you know, just uh, uh, I, both the coaches yesterday, along with, uh, with the captain of the, of the ship, um, sat down, talked about leadership and, and the awe in which both Mark Few and, and Tom Izzo held uh, not only the captain, uh, Amy Bauerschmidt, the first woman ever to captain a, uh, an aircraft carrier uh, in the United States Navy, um, the, the regard in which they held her and, and all the, the sailors was, was really amazing. But, um, you know, Gonzaga's been so good the last 20 years, and the, the biggest knock that anybody has on Gonzaga, the way they try to take them down a peg, is say, well, they haven't won one yet. Well, holy cow, if we're going to use that as the standard, then we shouldn't be talking about Texas Tech or Tennessee or any of these other teams. They haven't won one. Uh, but they've been to a couple championship games in the last five years. They've been to, what, eight straight Sweet 16s. And uh, there hasn't been a program you know, more dominant, uh, not only in the regular season, but in the tournament uh, in the last 10 years than Gonzaga. But they have Drew Timmy back and – Part of that's due to NIL. Uh, part of it's due to him just loving to play uh, in college. They're not as uh, they may not be as good of a shooting team as they had a couple years ago, but man, they can they can really get to the rim. 
Um, last two years, I'm not sure any team in America shot as many layups as Gonzaga because they're cutting, they're passing. Uh, but but it's going to be a little harder because of the, there may be some wind in the game. There's been wind the last couple of days, and in, in practice yesterday shooting outside, uh, it, it was like old-school pickup ball. You had to get closer to the rim because uh, the wind was affecting perimeter shots. It's supposed to be less windy today, um, and uh, and the perimeter shooters could use it. But if, if there's wind affecting perimeter shots, uh, you know, you're going to see people going under, defenders going under on ball screens, and it's going to be a fight to get to the rim, to the offensive glass. You know, Jay, I've been on this show now for three years, and, and you've come on every single year, at the start of the season, the middle of the season, the end of the season. And I'm one of those guys that you talked about that says, well, when are they going to win one? Like, I still feel that. Like, when are they going to win one? They're always in the mix. Do you think, though, moving to a stronger conference like the Big 12 will give them what they need early in the season to sort of kind of get over the hump? No, I don't, Key. I mean, I, I feel the same way that, that I think they could have a couple of championships. I think they were good enough to win it last year, but Arkansas beat them in the Sweet 16. Um, but how many, you know, how many teams that, that, that we pick last year that we thought were going to not only make the Final Four but have a chance to win the thing that lost? You know, I mean, Kentucky lost to St. Peter's. Um, so you had, that happens in the tournament. It doesn't happen very often to Gonzaga. And some teams hang banners up when they make Sweet 16s. Hmm. And they've made seven or eight in a row. And, and, you know, Kansas hasn't done that. Duke hasn't done that. You know, North Carolina hasn't done that. There's a whole bunch of programs that haven't had that kind of consistency. So I do I, – I agree with you that they've been knocking on the door where you, you – but that's the biggest knock. You know, it, that, that's the only thing you can say about them. Their non-conference schedule is – is as good, if not better, than any Power Five team, and they win against it. And they're, you know, you can't deny the tournament success that very few teams in these bigger conferences who are playing against what they claim is this tough competition all the time, they haven't been able to match what Gonzaga's done in the tournament. And, uh, uh, you know, like take Texas Tech, they made it to the final a couple years ago, but they haven't matched what Gonzaga's done. Um, so, look, look I, I think they're going to win one at some point. Uh, and when they do, it'll be kind of like Virginia. Remember all the all the comments about Virginia with the way mm-hmm. the style that they played, they can't win. And then they lose in the first round, the first number one overall seed to lose in the in the uh, first round to a 16 seed. And the next year they win the whole thing. And then the discussion about can you know can they win it the way they play went away. And and I think it'll be similar to for Gonzaga. JB, it's the same thing as Jay Wright. You know, when Jay Wright, he can't win it. Then he finally won multiple. And all of a sudden, now he's considered one of the greatest coaches of all time before he retired. Same thing. Jay Billis, ESPN College Basketball Analyst, joining us here on Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. JB, we got the changing of the guard at Duke. Uh, Coach K out, John Shire in. What do you think is going to be the differentiator for John Shire and this program moving forward? You know, Jay, I think he's John is so secure in who he is. Um, you know, because he's give, probably given you the same advice. Like, you know, Coach K would give this advice about, uh, you know, just be you, and uh, and all that, which is great advice if you know who you are. You know, if you, if you don't know who you are, just be you might not be the best advice. But John knows exactly who he is. Um, he's so sound technically. He's such a good teacher. His demeanor is fabulous with the players. And uh, he knows the game. He's unbelievably competitive. And I think if you look at the, the recruiting success he's had from last year to this year, you know, it looks like he's going to be able to put together two straight number one ranked classes. 
Um, and, uh, you know, he's got a great staff. Uh, he brought in a, you know, a non-Duke player, Jay Lucas, from, uh, from Kentucky. Jay was a great player in college and uh, worked for John Calipari. So, he, he, you know, he's shaking things up a little bit in that regard. So he's not afraid to do what he thinks is the best thing. And uh, so I don't have any concern, just like I had no concern over Hubert Davis taking over for Roy Williams last year at, at North Carolina. Mm. Um, you know, they're, they're both terrific in, in their own, you know, doing it their own way. And it'll be fun to watch them knock heads for the next decade or so. That is the great Jay Billis, ESPN college basketball analyst, of course. Jay, always great to hear from you. All right, JB. Thank you guys for having me, always. All right, bud. Jay is on the ESPN call tonight at 6.30 p.m. for the Armed Forces Classic between Michigan State and Gonzaga. Guys, we have time to maybe slip in a call. You want to? Yeah, let's do it. We were asking earlier, is Dak a top 10 quarterback? He has him at 5. I'd probably have him at 9 or 10, Jay, something like that for you, too. I'm 8. 8. I could see Seven, eight. 8. I drafted him at 5. You drafted, drafted him, him at, at 5, five yeah. 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 All right, Antoine in Detroit. You're on with Keyshawn, Jay Willemax. Hey, how you guys doing? What's up, you got man? about 30 seconds, Antoine. Shoot. Okay, all right. Let me take you guys to school right quick. Look, it's all about the system that he's in. You know what I'm saying? And Key can, uh, can contest to this. If you got a good line and you got a good receiver, you're going to be a top 10 quarterback. Mm. You know, and Dak has even he, – he hasn't had that dog receiver like that. You know what I'm saying? He has an okay receiver, but he, he makes do. And he has a good – you know, and his running back, so he's top ten. So, is he, he top ten? Is he top ten? Yes or no? Yeah, yeah, I agree. And by the way, he's basically right. Key a good, competent quarterback with a good offensive line and receiver is going to look top ten. And Dak looks top ten year in and year out, whether he has that or not. He's a top ten quarterback. That was so Antoine. What was in Bart talking about? Well, he doesn't think he is. I'd like to hear the ten that Bart has ahead of Dak. Bart also said Kansas City was going to drop off. How's that working out? Are the Ravens legit? contenders to win the Super Bowl? That's the question. And that's the question we will answer coming up Yo! on Keyshawn J. Willemax right here What's on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn J. Will and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.